For most of my adult life, I have been a pack rat. I have clipped newspaper articles and magazine articles and printed out things and stored them away for, for future reference. And then typically, I just forget about them. And sometimes lengthy periods of time go by. And it's not true that I found a newspaper that was quoting President Eisenhower. No, that was not that bad. But I did come across something this past week that was that I clipped in. Uh, it was early last year. It was an article uh, in the Guardian, the English newspaper, uh, and it was one of these many articles about what we have learned about ourselves from COVID. And this one sort of jarred me a little bit because it had to do with the isolation that we took on ourselves and how it was uh, pretty severe for some people. In England, they were reporting in this article that there are, or at that time, there were about 8.2 million people who lived completely alone. And being forced to stay indoors and out of contact with others, many of them went almost a whole year without physical contact with anyone. And I had jotted some notes down on it that in the United States at that time, there were about 37 million people who lived completely alone. And I suspect that a sizable percentage of them went a long period of time without making physical contact with anyone. And we know the paranoia that drifted upon our society about making physical contact with people because you might catch something. So not only did we wrap our faces up and wear gloves and cover ourselves up and spray ourselves with disinfectant, but we avoided making physical contact with other people. And for little children, that was devastating to them. You see, we need physical contact. Put it another way, we need touching. Despite what Aristotle said, Aristotle thought touch was the most insignificant of our senses. And his reasoning from that was even the brute beasts of the field can touch. It just takes proximity. It takes no rational skills at all. So Aristotle dismissed it. Now we now know that touch is probably the most important. We need touch. We need physical contact with others. And we know we are under or living in a day when we have to be careful about that. Not everyone wants to be touched. Not everyone wants to shake a hand. Not everyone wants to exchange the peace with a hug. Not everyone does. But everyone needs contact with others. Not virtual contact, not over a cell phone, not through a chat room or from a website. We need each other, and we need to remind ourselves that we are all 
blessed and significant to God in one communion, one fellowship, one body, his church. And so we're still wrestling with the fact that we did probably what we should not have done when we closed the churches down during COVID. Depriving people of the sacraments in the moment of their greatest need. We need to, to, to be touched and in particular touched by the Lord Jesus. Because when Jesus touches us, everything changes. And I, as a priest, get to see it, it happen. I spent about two hours in confession this morning at a different parish that I help out quite, quite a, a bit. It's back over on my side of town. And when someone brings their heavy burdens before the Lord in fear and trembling, many of them, and they come to realize that Jesus isn't angry with them, that He's there to take those burdens away and to touch them with mercy and compassion and forgiveness. I can feel in my body Jesus touching them. I don't even have to see them. They're behind the screen. I can tell. When Jesus touches us, miracles happen. Including the miracles of being able to make contact with each other. We're not meant to live in isolation. We're not meant to stay behind closed doors. I still come across people sometimes who are still wrapped up, covered up. They're still afraid. And maybe they, maybe they should be. I don't know. I know I've had COVID three times. The first time was the hardest for me. I wound up in the hospital for several days in isolation, not making contact with anyone. And I know that's hard. We need to be touched. Anyone who has visited a person who's on the verge of dying and just simply taken their hand and held it, and seen the reaction. The smallest bit of contact with someone else can make a huge difference. No one should die thinking they're alone because they're not. We know that the Lord is with them. We know that His angels are coming to be with them, but sometimes they need one of us just to hold their hand. And when we can do that, we show that if they can open their hearts to receive the touch of Jesus, miracles can happen. In our gospel lesson today, we're, we're back in Mark chapter 1, and I, I dearly love going back through these stories in Mark's gospel because Mark writes, like, I guess like I used to as a newspaper reporter when I was back in the 70s. Short sentences, action, pushing, pushing the narrative forward. Mark is always leading Jesus into one situation after another. And we know Jesus was in one situation after another because He came to save the world. He came to show the love of God all the way up to and including His death on the cross for us and for our salvation. And everyone came to Him. We spent the last several Sundays talking about the groups of people who came to Jesus and surrounded Him. Well, in our lesson today, we have one man who comes to, to Jesus. A leper. 
a man who by the virtue of the laws of those days had to stay isolated. Lepers had to keep their distance. It was considered a dread skin disease and they didn't understand it then. We know a lot about it now. We call it Hansen's disease and it's almost gone because it's curable with a, a regimen of antibiotics and we know what causes it now. It's not nearly as infectious as they thought then, but almost any horrible skin disease or injury that was infected was called leprosy then. They were banished from the community. They had to live out in enclaves among themselves. And if they did venture out, they had to be covered head to toe. And when they saw anyone else, they had to shout, unclean, unclean. Puts a little different perspective for us on being six, six feet away from someone else. At least we didn't have to shout, unclean, unclean. And so this man comes to Jesus and falls on his knees in front of the Lord and says, Lord, if, if you want to, you can heal me. Now, that is hardly a major profession of faith in Jesus, but it's the way a lot of us are. When we pray to the Lord, we sometimes act as though he doesn't care. Lord, if, it, if you can find it in your, in your time, if you have some time today, Jesus, if you could just help me. Lord, I, just, I know you're busy. I know that there are other... We doubt. But something about this man touched the heart of Jesus because he took pity on him and said, of course I want to heal you. And to prove it, he reached out and touched him. Jesus was always touching things that were considered unclean and people who were considered unclean. He touched the, the casket burying a dead, dead man at the city of Nain. He touched lepers. He, he touched street people. He touched prostitutes. He was always touching. And when Jesus touched, healing happened. Power went forth from him, even for those who snuck up behind him in a crowd and grabbed the hinge of his garment. Jesus came to seek and save the lost and to bring healing and hope and compassion and to show us a better way to live than living in fear of everything all the time. There's a better way to live knowing that he is right here with us. He's the one who invited us here today. You accepted the invitation. So did I. You're sitting right where he wanted you to sit. Sometimes I have people come to confession like I did this morning and say, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been 35 years since my last confession. And when that happened this morning, I said, well, you're right on time. Perfect timing. Imagine that. And Jesus is here with you. You see, Jesus is the one who calls us to himself. This leper was taking a big risk by going out into the community and approaching a, a traveling rabbi. But the truth is, it's Jesus that called him. Jesus called him. Just like he calls us. He does not want us to suffer in silence, carrying burdens that he took to the cross 
and nailed them there with his broken flesh. We're not meant to carry the pain, the shame, the agony, the guilt of the things we carry, whether it's the way we have treated others, whether it's uh, uh, anger we have at others for the way we think they've treated us, whether it's failures in the past, we give those to Him because He calls us. He says, come unto Me, all of you who are burdened with heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He calls us. He called the leper. And of course, He touched the leper and instantly the dread disease left him. And then Jesus sternly ordered him, as he did, Benny, don't tell anyone about this. Go to the priest and show the priest that your skin has healed. Make the offering required by the law, and that will be proof. But that's not exactly what the leper did. Since he went out and broadcasted everywhere. Maybe he was the first journalist. I don't know. A TV reporter. Guess what? People look. My hands. My face. He did it. Jesus did it. He did it. Fact is, He touches us all the time. His touch is, is through His Word when we read aloud. When we listen to His words being read from Scripture, He touches us. When we come to this table to receive His body, blood, soul, and divinity, He touches us in a profound way, blessing us with everything He has. When we are kind to someone, especially when we go out of our way to be kind to someone who's in need or sick, we feel Him touch us too. When I sit at the bedside of people who are dying, and, and touch them and bless them and give them words of assurance, I ask the family to come in and do the same. Don't hide in the hallway or the waiting room when grandmom is going through this. Be with her. Just as she was with you when you were little. We touch each other with the love of God in Christ Jesus. And we, per one person after at a time. We change the world that way. When we go forth from this place with joy in our heart, being touched by the Savior, being forgiven, being blessed, being nurtured, and we go into the world wanting to share that with others, He shows us how to do it. But if we go forth and just bind ourselves back up and in fear walk out, probably not much happens to others when they see us, just like probably not much is happening to us who have just received His blessing. He touches us so that we can touch others. He blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others because He wants us to share the news, to share the joy, to share Him just as He has shared Himself with us.